0: Hey, hey, Boss Rebellers. Patty Dominguez here with Tim back, episode 39. And we are bringing you a He Said, She Said show where we're talking about the book, Rework. If you haven't heard of it, it came out in 2010 from the guys from 37 Signals, a really great company here in Chicago area, fellow Chicagoans. And this book is so good that Mark Cuban said, I would take someone that's read Rework over having an MBA that good guys so if you don't have an MBA don't worry you're going to learn a ton going to learn the seven lessons that we learned in the book rework let us know what you think at boss Free society on twitter please hit the subscribe button if you haven't already done so and visit us over on facebook boss Free society fan page where we have interaction inspiration calibration and all that good stuff to kick your ass into gear to live a boss lifestyle
1: Your entertaining entrepreneur therapy session with your hosts, Tim Wombach and Patty Dominguez. Couch not included.
2: We're back in the studio, Patty, and today we're going to do something a little bit different for a he said, she said episode. Uh, you read a book recently that you absolutely loved, and we're going to kind of—I haven't read this book, so I feel a little out of the loop. But we're going to—I'm going to kind of interview you around this book and to kind of to kind of gleam out, pull out the the golden nuggets, if you will, of knowledge and the um, you know the actionable items that you took away from this book for our listeners.
0: Yes. So I always pick up new book, kind of have an addiction, Tim, like you do. We basically yes. could probably fill a forest with the trees, we, the trees <laughs> with the, the books we both have. But if there's ever a book that I hear more than once, I'm like, OK, I got to get this book. And so kind of the backstory around it was, as you guys know, we go through what Adam Carroll, shout out to Adam. The, AC gr- Sorry. <laughs> the greatest roller coaster ride is entrepreneurship. So there's dips. There's, it's fun. It's like holy shit. I think is what he said. Didn't he say when he yeah exactly.
2: Yeah,
0: it was really good. I think it's episode zero zero one. If you haven't caught it, it's a great interview, and Adam's an amazing person. But anyway, back to the task at hand. Here, one of my mentors, his name's Daryl Hill. We've mentioned him on another show. He was saying that in order to help me, he said, you got to read this book, Rework. It's really good. And I had heard about this book prior. I think it came out in 2010 and I just never picked it up for no other reason that other things came up. I got other books, focused my attention elsewhere. Well, I picked up the book immediately because I'm always, I am very much of the belief that I'm highly coachable. So I picked up the book. I said, I'm going to plow through this over the weekend and get her done because I was going through some personal anxiety, not like full-fledged anxiety, but just a worry around prioritization of everything everything that I required to get done specific to maybe an online product or how do I prioritize all these things that we're doing for Boss Re-Society, for my individual business, etc. So long story short, I picked up the book Rework and read through it over the weekend. And while it was still fresh in my mind, we thought we'd get on and put together a show covering the learnings of Rework.
2: Yeah, so I... I kind of did a little research on Rework. Like I said, I haven't read the book, but two quotes really popped out at me um, when I was looking at this book, and that was by Seth Godin. Seth Godin said, "'Ignore this book at your own peril.'" Obviously, we've mentioned Seth Godin on this on the show before, and obviously Seth Godin is a master marketer and whatnot. So I, I definitely take his his word to heart. But here's another one. This one, take a load of what Mark Cuban said. He said, Given a choice between investing in someone who has read Rework or who has an MBA, I'll invest in the person who read Rework every time. So this is Mark Cuban. Well, let's see, he's a billionaire. And, you know he's got an n b a basketball team he owns just a ton of different businesses so obviously he's someone that is extremely knowledgeable. And see, here I am looking at this from my perspective. Patty, not only is Patty read Rework, but she also has an MBA. So now she's a double threat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I can tell you, and we've talked about this before, Tim, in, in meetings that we've had, I kind of throw down, you know, a tip or two here. I'm like, yep, that's what we paid $45,000 for. You know what I mean? I'll save you a lot of the pain, Tim. So uh, yes, definitely pick up the book, Rework. It is incredible and there's so many different quotes in there that the fact that I wrote a blog post and it was only mentioning seven is because I literally could have written 50 and perhaps I'll go back and 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 pick up the book again because it makes sense to read it over and over again there's just so many nuggets in there but we're going to go through the seven lessons learned from the book rework
2: yeah now actually I'm going to take Take you off course a little bit here. I had, a, I had a question that popped in my head as you were saying that. So, as you read this book, or I, I should say, as you read in general, how do you read so that you're synthesizing the information? Do you do you read with a highlighter? Do you read with a pen? Uh, is was this? I got a Kindle and you just highlighted certain things. What's your process when you're when you're reading a book?
0: So the way that I go through books is basically with a pencil. I write in the margins. I underline stuff. If it's on my uh, iPad through the Kindle app, I use the highlighter. And what I've learned is to read a book that has a high impact on you because you've read it the first time means you definitely have to read it again and again. Because reading it a second and third time is going to bring to light many more learnings and just so much that... There's just certain books that you have to do that, and I have found that blogging, interestingly, ne- interestingly enough, brought up some additional ideas of of things that I got from the book as well. So I love that. I love writing about it. I've also heard other people say that they'll keep like a master cheat sheet in the book w- with just the key takeaways that they've heard. From learning in the books, that's what I do basically cool. when I go through that book process. Right,
2: and, and funny thing, like for me, when uh, this was a while ago, I used to read the book first, not with a highlighter or a pen, right, and then it was the second time when I would mark it all up, and I realized that I was wasting time doing that. And now I use a pen or or a highlighter when I'm reading because if, if I know again, a lot of people are out there thinking, "What do you mark up your book?" Oh, well, yeah if you own it, it's yours. So do Absolutely. what the hell you want with it, you know. And 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 if you're gonna if you're going to get the most out of the book, you really do have to mark it up and do what you can to get all that information out. And I look at when you're reading with a pen or a highlighter or whatever, that's active. That's active reading. That's active listening. That's active learning. And that, that's so. I just wanted to make sure that's that's how you did it. I want because actually I don't think we ever really talked about that. So I wanted to first ask you that before we kind of jumped into your seven. Big lessons uh, with the book Rework, and though for those of you that have heard Thirty Seven Signals, um, it's the founders of Thirty Seven Signals that wrote the book Rework. And check out, we'll have it in the show notes. But check out the, their little website for the book. They have some fun videos, uh, kind of going against the grain of the nine to five job and how people, how the corporate workers tend to tend to act and, and respond to different things. So I thought that was pretty cool. So Penny, the first big lesson that you had was everything you think you know is wrong.
0: (laughs) Yeah, basically conventional (laughs) wisdom or the stories that you've been told while you're growing up perhaps is very much just that. It's just one version of reality. And I thought about that immediately when I read this particular section of the book where everything you think you know is wrong. And they were speaking specifically about, no, you don't have to quit your job to start a business. You can do it on the side. Uh, We've talked before on different topics specific to building a business and how you can have that two-hour business like Mitch Matthews talked about. We'll have that in the show notes. His episode was fantastic. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And he had a great perspective on that is like he built his business in two-hour chunks until he was able to get himself out of that full-time job. And, And that's That's a great approach to transitioning out. And then the other learning in the book, Back to Rework, is no, you don't need serious capital to start your own business. In fact, the authors, Fried and Hansen, they really talk about the fact that if you give away a big chunk of your business, a business that you're so passionate about, you're really marginalizing that passion project that you have and giving over so much control for where people are only look at it Looking at your business as an investment. And so they caution, they have a cautionary tale of many a CEO that created a business or the founder of a business that put in all their blood, sweat and tears in building this passion project only to sell it because they thought that that payday of a seven figure check was really going to be the holy grail and they were going to walk out of there and complete another bliss only to find out that they in fact miss it so much that it wasn't necessarily the money that was the attractor factor as so much as the passion project and the work that they were doing. So hopping around in the book a little bit, it, but those are just the key stories that I heard that had a high impact and really having that awareness that everything you think you know is wrong.
1: That so, makes sense. Yeah.
0: So challenge that conventional wisdom, ask the questions. And we always talk about go with your gut because those are kind of the indicators of the right path that you should be on.
2: Well, and also it's, it's about mindset, right? That's really what that I think that quote really is talking about is, is your mindset. Because if you're, if you're small thinking, you're not going to be able to get outside your comfort zone and, and really attack what you need to attack. <clears throat> All right. Number two, Patty, your second big lesson for rework, what you do matters, not what you think or say or plan.
0: All right. So here was the steel boot kick in the crotch. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Whoa, kick in the crotch. Ooh. Kick in the crotch. Where, Whoa. Hey. Oh. Where
0: Fried and Hansen, the authors of the book, said, look. You can be talking about all these ideas that you had and say, hey, I had the original idea for eBay. Damn it, if I just would have done something about it, I'd be a multi-multi-billionaire. And they say, look, if all you're doing is talking about what you're going to do, not only is that the language of uncertainty and procrastination that I think about, but Friday and Hanson say, look, it's pathetic and delusional. They literally say it's pathetic. You're only as good as those ideas when you put them into action, and when they do something about it. But if you're just talking about ideas, or you're just writing down ideas, but just I don't know, it's so true. Where you're delusional, yeah. Oh, I work so hard. I have all these ideas. It doesn't mean shit. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it Really doesn't.
2: I don't, I don't know if it's if it's Gary Vaynerchuk where he says uh, ideas are shit, execution is priceless. That's it. Right? It's something like that. It's but the same it, it's, concept, right? And in Ideas are great, and we're not we're not poo-pooing ideas per se, but if all it is is an idea and then there's never any action behind it, that's when your idea is shit.
0: Basically, <laughs> yes.
2: Awesome, awesome. So the third one, Patty, the third big lesson of your seven, solve a problem you have. Scratch your own itch.
0: Yeah, definitely a good one because really the net-net there is – we entrepreneurs are basically in the business of, crea- of offering solutions at people who have problems. Okay? That's basically what we are as entrepreneurs. We are solution providers, right? So the reality is the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur is that you can flex and you can kind of reinvent yourself along the process. And if there's a niche, a challenge that you've had, for example, for us creating this podcast was entirely new for me. Uh, Tim had some knowledge in the podcast arena certainly being on a podcast etc now he is fortunate enough to have a production team behind him for right. his handicap this podcast which is really great now for us on the boss free society podcast we did everything organically we started talking about this podcast literally last fall yeah, or 2014 even, yeah, yeah even before that and just putting ideas into place now perfect example of how we took this idea and now we executed on it right so that's where you're closing the loop on execution. As far as the itch that we had, there were so many moving pieces <laughs> to putting together this podcast that there was a lot of unknowns and even the really great products that are out there may not cover everything, but I think it's through that trial and error of understanding how to put it together I scratch my own itch. Now, technically with a, with the knowledge that I have And with the experience of the shows that we have under our belt, we could put together a product, which to me makes a lot of sense, to help people who are looking to put a podcast together. Here are the elements that have worked. So you're making the hindsight is their foresight. You're cutting down that learning curve. And because we scratched our own itch, now we have the knowledge under our belts. To execute on that, put together a product and something that is sellable, that has value to people. That's what that's all about.
2: I want to take a quick, quick, quick question because you've said this in other episodes and there are probably people out there that may not grab it. So I want you to clarify, when you say net net, what do you mean? <laughs> because I'm doing this for the other people out there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> net net is, man, you're calling me out on my corporate terms, right? So net net is key takeaway is or in essence or said another way it's just a crutch that I use that I used to use a lot in corporate America where they'd be like net net tell us the impact or it's just it's <laughs> such a corporatism I didn't realize that I say it that often but that's really what it means to the core of the of what I'm saying here's what it is
2: right right Right, right, <laughs> right, net, right. Net, right, right, no, I, I, I want to just uh, to get that out there for our, our peeps that are listening, our boss ballers that are listening. They're gonna be going, Patty, what the hell is net net? <laughs> so anyway, I, I digress. Uh, number four, Patty, good enough is fine.
0: OK, this is classic. How many times have we as entrepreneurs, whether you, Tim, you're, per- you're personally knee deep in putting together a pretty big product that is going to be launching for Handicap This. A huge one, actually.
2: Yes, absolutely. So
0: many moving parts to it. <laughs> At what point do you say this is good enough? And do you release it out to the public knowing that it, it has the value that you, that you really had in your mind to create and offer your community?
2: Yeah, it's funny that you say that because just today... Um, we, so long story short we're putting together uh, an online product with with a lot of video, so we took our two man show handicapped this and we edited it from uh, from dif- four different cameras and two different shoots and blah 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 so we're in the in the editing process and i I kind of outsourced the editing to uh to, to a couple team members and I saw the product yesterday and it is amazing absolutely amazing so the the problem that i'm having is my two editors really are wanting to do even more. I'm like, guys, it's over the fence. You hit a home run. It, you're not going to get any extra points now for hitting it further over the fence. Okay. So, uh, they're just, they're like, Oh, we got to tweak this. We got to tweak that. So I'm not the one that's doing it. So I gave them a hard stop. I'm like, all right, July 1st, hell or high water, whatever it is, it's done. We're not, not going to be going back and forth, on on this, uh, you know, tweaking this, tweaking that. So I think making hard stops is important. Um, but also, for us, you know, we, we all along we were looking at July first as kind of our target date anyway. So, it, you know, if it's going to make them happier to, to work on it these last couple of weeks to to tweak it a little bit, at the end of the day, I'll I'm for it because we st- we still have those extra weeks. But at the end of the day, I'm I'm definitely in the in the process that um, you know good enough is fine and and it, you know you got to ship it and get that feedback.
0: Exactly. So that that really is the same story that I would have is when I did my first online product, I was belaboring over it. Oh, my God, is it enough? Or have I covered everything? Or have I thought about everything? And what was really interesting is just as a story, there are other Internet marketers out there or a lot of savvy ones, I should say, that are so good at what they do is they gauge the interest of the community first. If what they're putting together makes sense and then they just tear through it and get it out. And just like Tim said, you just have to ship it. So as long as you're doing things in integrity and know that what you have to offer is of value to someone that's on the receiving end, just get it out because good enough is fine.
2: Yeah, I I, I really like that one. Uh, Number five is um, the requests that really matter. You'll hear over and over and you won't be able to forget them.
0: So this is really talking about putting your equity in the hands of the community that you're building. So your best customers, your clients, your tribe, your community, they're gonna tell you exactly what it is that they're looking for so that you can provide more solutions to their problems. And the—and if you take a look at, and if you listen very carefully to the feedback that you get from your community, they're gonna tell you exactly what it is that they're looking for. So if you're hearing a theme over and over again, you're not going to be able to forget it because that's exactly what they're looking for at that time. So the call to action there is as entrepreneurs, we're in the problem solving business, but it's only as good as the solutions we're providing. So listen to your community.
2: Awesome. Number six, start small.
0: So start small is the beautiful thing about being a solopreneur or an entrepreneur is that we can start small. There is no reason to think that you can't do something. In fact, when you have a small d- business, you don't have a board of directors or a big panel to go to to run every decision by. And conversely, having been an employee for 15 years, my background was, okay, I have my marching orders, I have my goals, I have specifics of what I have to achieve in my particular role, but I was I was always l- looking for that approval to move forward because that's just the way the model was. Now, as an entrepreneur, I've learned, hey, what am I waiting for? I could just do it because I, I'm small as a business, and that means you're nimble and you're flexible. And that really is a huge advantage over any big business is that we can flex, we can be nimble and take action very quickly because we are small.
2: Right. And then just to give you, our listeners, just a quick example just from our Boss Free Society business. uh we started out the show as a Wednesday. It was Wednesdays. That's all it was. Now, not now, but we grew into a Wednesday Friday show, and now we have a Monday Wednesday Friday show. But wait, there's more. We also have started blogging. Uh, so there's another, you know, just a thing that you know. Once we, our goal was to get the podcast up and running, and we've kind of had a, a run with with a good workflow with our podcast. So now we're able to add more pieces to it because we've have a solid foundation.
0: Exactly. Exactly.
2: So the last one, Patty, your seventh, uh, big lesson learned from the book. Rework was be original.
0: I mean, that says it all, right? Be original. We have a tendency to compare ourselves to other successes that we see. Like, oh my God, they're so amazing. Oh my God, they came out of the product. Oh my God, they had a $100,000 launch in a week or something like that. So really... You can, mo- and so this is what we've talked about. Like Tony Robbins says, success leaves clues. Look at those successes, look at the clues they leave behind, model that business, but don't imitate it. There's a big difference. Finding out structurally what is going right in that business, you can definitely duplicate, but add your original spin, your authenticity, your message. Because, as whatever that message is, there's a tribe out there that is waiting for you. And I know I've heard this in so many books like Seth Godin talking about tribes. There's so much of that that it's just a call to action to remember to always be yourself, be authentic, because there there are people who are looking exactly for what you have, the message that you are singing.
2: Definitely. So Patty, those are there there you have it. The seven big lessons Patty took from the book Rework.
0: Yeah. And again, to pare it down to only seven would be a disservice because there's so much in there. We'd love to hear if you read the book Rework and we are going to include links to the book as well as take advantage of this Audible offer that we have through through Re Society where on Audible you can get two free audio books by just going back to our page clicking on that link in the show notes and that's going to get you those two free books so one of the first books could be rework um, but definitely take a read let us know what you liked about the book hit us up on twitter join the boss free dojo all the show notes are going to include all of the salient points about this book in this awesome episode so don't miss it
1: thank you for listening to the boss free society podcast if you want more connect with us on facebook at boss free society fan page twitter at boss free society or join our group of other boss free minded peeps at the boss free dojo on facebook